Hey everybody. Good morning. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, July 6th, 2021. If you've been listening to the show any length of time, um, you'll catch on pretty quick that this is not a Monday morning meditation. It is a Tuesday morning meditation. We've had a lot going on as a family. I've had a lot going on, got through another big test and a big milestone last week, which is awesome. Uh, and actually had a pretty good week altogether, given everything we have going on family-wise, everything I'm working on professionally and otherwise. Um, but I did not finish um, working on the full-length Thursday episode last week, so that's going to be coming to you here in a couple of days. Uh, and I did not get to record a Monday morning meditation before we went to see family this weekend. So I come to you on Tuesday morning, and actually I had thought about um, something to, to spice up the meditation series. You know, the Monday morning meditation, if you haven't listened to one, or if you're not familiar, uh, is meant to be a shorter episode. I know I can go long sometimes. You're probably already expecting me to go long now, given the length of this intro. But the Monday meditation was designed as a question or an idea a single sentence, a thought to ponder, something for you to ask yourself, ask and answer throughout the week. Oftentimes it's leadership related, but it's also really something to get you to self-interrogate, to look into yourself, to look in the mirror, you know, for proverbially or literally, and to ask yourself this question and to really dig into yourself uh, and figure out how, how you can better show up for yourself, for your family, for your teammates at work, for your community, for your church, for whatever group that you serve and that you intend to serve and that you lead, how can you show it better for them? That's what the meditation was designed for. That's how I conceived of it. And so last week, um, I started to think about this series that I'm starting today, July 6th, and it's going to run for, I don't know how long. Um, until I no longer have satisfactory answers to this question. What did COVID give me? Uh, so this might be, this might sound like a really strange question to ask. I in no way intend to downplay um, or ignore the suffering that everyone has gone through, right? So everyone, if not knows someone who was hit by COVID very hard, knows someone who knows someone who was hit by COVID pretty hard. Um, everyone's life was affected by it regardless. And then certainly we have lost hundreds of thousands um, and millions of people across the country and across the world. So no part of this series, no part of my answers to this question is meant to downplay that. But the reality is what I think we miss every time a natural disaster strikes, every time a disaster of this magnitude strikes, every time something of a lesser magnitude strikes, every time we go through adversity, every time we go through a crisis, every time something happens that we don't expect that throws us for a loop, we suffer through it. We oftentimes bond through it. We find a way to get through it, and then we seek to put it in our rearview mirror 
and then turn the mirror away as quickly as we can so that we can forget about it and move on. I'm not saying we dwell on it. Certainly the families who lost loved ones, whose loved ones uh, died as a result of COVID-19, as a result of complications perhaps exacerbated by COVID-19, the families that have lost loved ones throughout the pandemic, they're not done grieving. They're not done thinking about it. They're not over it. There are many more hundreds of thousands of people who are over it, uh, whether they lost loved ones or not, simply because the country and the world has seen more than it, for more than a year now, life come to an almost standstill. Right, so we are still feeling the after effects of that. Uh, the economy is still, we're still trying to recover the economy from everything that we had to do, all the measures that we took during the pandemic, during the height of the pandemic in 2020. Individual families are still recovering from all the time spent away from each other. People had children during the pandemic, um, and there were a lot of things they could not do uh, as a result of pandemic restrictions, right? Family members they couldn't see at the hospital, parties, showers, trips they could not take, that they could not undertake, that they could not enjoy. Everybody is in this place right now where we're trying to get back to normal life. Not every part of the country is doing that. I've said to my friends a couple of times, right, our summer is getting pretty busy. And as, and as tempting as that might be to complain about, I cannot and will not complain about it once. Because last summer barely even happened, right? So, okay. So all that put together, all that said, every time we go through a crisis, every time we go through something difficult, it's really tempting to just shove all that memory, sh shove all that stuff in a box, tie it up tight, shove it under the bed, and never deal with it again. And I understand going through adversity. I understand personal tragedy. There's a lot of things that uh, you may have gone through that my family and I have gone through. And sometimes it's really difficult to revisit those moments. But what I think is equally important as remembering the tough times, it's remembering what the tough times gave us that's positive. Every time we go through a crisis, we don't talk about the good that came of it, the good that can come of it if we are serious and we focus on making good on the lesson. I, for one, am adamant that we have to learn from this. And you should be too. If you're a leader in the space you work in, if you're a leader in your family, in your community, in your workplace, you have to be serious about learning this lesson now while we're still living it versus trying to shove it in that shoebox and put it under the bed only to, to wake up a, a couple of decades in the future from now having to deal with something similar if not sooner. I don't think we talk about the good enough that comes of crisis. So that's what this series is about. I can't speak for everyone. I can't even speak for my extended family. And really, I'm not going to speak even for my immediate family. I'm going to speak for me. I would love to hear what you think. As always, I'm open to your thoughts, your questions, your feedback. But I would also love to know what COVID gave you. The COVID-19 pandemic and the environment we created as a response 
to be totally honest, gave me a lot. And the first thing I will highlight for this week's meditation is that COVID-19 and the environment we created as a result of this pandemic quite literally may have saved my life. Most of you know, if you've been listening to the show or if you know me, I transitioned out of uh, away from the active duty military in April, 2021. So I'm only a couple months out. In 2020, in April of 2020, I clicked the button, as we say. I applied for separation from the Air Force, was approved a couple of days later, and had a date, April 28th, 2021, my last day on active duty. I spent almost 13 years as an active duty airman, most of that neck deep in the technical aspects of the nuclear mission, and I loved in terms of the mission and the people, I loved just about every minute, right? Our, our ICBM family spent decades beating itself up and doing all sorts of things to itself for no good reason. And I've talked about that before. We'll probably talk about that again. But we went through a pretty significant culture shift. I was at the right place at the right time. I was halfway decent at my job and I got some very unique once in a career opportunities. And I like to think I was pretty good at that job. I loved that job. There are a lot of things about the Air Force I did not like at all. And there are a lot of leaders I worked with and worked for who frankly only taught me what not to do. But the reality is the mission matters. It still matters. There's men and women sitting alert right now underground who are there providing protection and top cover that is really unique amongst even the world's most powerful militaries. The mission matters. The weapon system has no competitor, certainly not in the U.S. inventory. And I got to do some really cool stuff being a part of that mission. So I hit the button to apply for separation in April of 2020. I was excited to move on from the Air Force. My family was ready to move on from the Air Force. I was excited to settle in in Central Ohio, raise our sons, and live a normal life, live a regular life but I was not prepared for how difficult it would be to separate my identity and my self-worth from that job. As an adult, I knew nothing else but nuclear ops and the Air Force and active duty military life. I worked some jobs in college. I worked some summer jobs in high school. The moment I graduated college, I was an Air Force officer. I went on active duty a couple months later, and that has been my only career up until the last couple of months. The military does a fantastic job at assimilation, right? We take 17 and 18 year olds, 21, 22, 23 year olds, depending on how and when you enter the military and whatever training program you choose, we take young people off the street, put them through some medical screening, and then we put them into highly concentrated training environments that for the most part do a good job molding everyone into something similar. Now, I've, I've got plenty of my own opinions and my own take on how the training program is designed, how the officer training program in particular is designed. That's not fodder for today's 
meditation, not for this conversation. The point is the military in general does a great job at assimilating. We make you feel like you're part of the team. We take away your clothes. We take away your shoes. We take away your personal electronics for a few weeks. We dress you all the same. You start talking the same. You call each other the same things, right? Rank and last name. We standardize almost every part of your outward appearance and behavior. You specialize in something, but at the end of the day, you're all airmen, soldiers, Marines, sailors, guardians is still pretty new, right? But that's the idea. You are all that thing. I knew nothing but the Air Force. I knew I wanted to join the military since high school. I had my own reasons for it. I fought like hell to get an active duty commission after being medically disqualified twice. And then once I got a commission and on active duty, I had no other plan other than to stick it out and see what would happen. I had no idea that I would make it 13 years that I would have the, the legs probably to make it 20 years. I don't know where I would have ended up, but I had a shot at making it 20 years and getting to retirement. So when it came time to get out and I knew it was time and Maggie knew it was time, what I knew was that I needed a profession and a professional life that would respect my family, that would respect my time, that would respect my effort, and that would respect the simple fact that I am not my job and I can't be anymore. And I found that, and I've been lucky to find that. What I did not expect was how difficult it would be for me not to be my job anymore. Now, for the sake of time, what this is all leading to is the reality that in July of 2020, I hit the lowest point I could in this journey as I considered killing myself. And thankfully for me and for my family, the moment I hit the lowest point, Maggie was right there because we had been home together just about every day because of the pandemic and because of our response to it. Both of our jobs sent us home to work. I taught online via zoom and Maggie led over the phone and over Webex and over zoom. We shared an office for the better part of a year. COVID-19 made for an incredibly difficult year in 2020. And in some ways it made for an incredibly difficult military transition, but I have to say, I have to acknowledge looking back on it now, still in transition, still trying to figure myself out, still trying to live a regular person's life, still trying to figure out who I am without the uniform on every day. As I go through all that, I have to realize, I have to acknowledge COVID-19 for me personally, the world we ended up living in for 2020, isolated in our homes, working from home, but right up next to our families, 
might have been the single best thing that could have happened for me at that time. And I know how difficult it might be to hear. At, at, at no point will I ever argue that COVID-19 was a good thing. Nobody wishes this type of event to happen. But we have to understand that every single hard thing we do, every single difficult thing we do, has a purpose behind it. If it doesn't, then what's the point in working through it? Then we should just give up every time it gets difficult. So what good came of it for you? I'll be asking you that question again and again here for the next few weeks because this series, as much as it is for you, as much as I mean for it to drive some real thinking and introspection for you, it's also selfishly to push me to think about all the things I must be, I need to be grateful for in spite of a pandemic, in spite of struggling through the transition process, in spite of still not knowing if I'm enough at my new job, if I'm enough as a father, if I'm enough as a husband, all the questions that many of us ask every day. I still ask myself those questions. And I know you might too. All I can say is for me, COVID-19 gave me my life back. Or at the very least, gave me a second chance at it. Maggie had been pushing me for a while to talk to someone, to seek out professional help. I resisted. I didn't know if it'd be necessary. I kept telling myself, I can't, I, I just got to gut through this. It, it wasn't even, it wasn't an attempt at being manly, I don't think. But I simply thought, I, no, this is, I'm just being stupid. I'm just being, I don't know, I'm just being weak. I'm being, I'm complaining too much. I'm not being grateful. I just need to be grateful. I just need to stop and smell the roses, get past it. But I couldn't get past it. The reality was what I did in the Air Force, I enjoyed there's not really a lot that's equivalent on the outside and that's okay. But I had no idea what to do after that. Well, you're a military person. You've got leadership experience. I heard that a lot and I appreciated the, the kind words, but it didn't tell me anything. Cause the truth is it's really hard to answer that question. And if it was hard for me to answer what's next, it's almost impossible for you to answer it for me. And I know that. I get that. So the best thing you can say is, well, what did you learn? Leadership, communication, team building, a lot of the things we talk about on this podcast, a lot of the things I talk about online, a lot of the things you've heard me talk about are things I really do care about. But that doesn't necessarily translate into something that pays the bills, <clears throat> as they say, that pays the mortgage. That helps your family know that you're not going to lose your, ho your house, your home, your livelihood, your kids' daycare. There were a lot of questions in 2020 unanswered in my head, and it caused me to spiral into a place that I 
certainly never want to see again. I know Maggie doesn't want to ever see it again. So I got help. I have help. I have a doctor. She's taking good care of me so far. Maggie asked me questions on a regular basis to see how I'm doing. And I will say, in all truthfulness, I am feeling way better and doing way better. But of course, it's easy for me to say in the middle of 2021, two healthy kids, we've kept our home and I have a job. I have a lot of things to keep me busy. My brain is still firing at a thousand miles an hour. But the number one priority was that my family was secure and that we could stay in our home. But before that question was answered, it didn't feel very good. So it's impossible to know what would have happened had COVID-19 not been a thing, right? Had we not all been at home for the pandemic, had we not all been locked down, had we not all been working from home together, had I not been with Maggie every day, her watching me go through the ups and downs of this process, I don't know what would have happened. And I'm not going to suggest that I know. I'm not going to suggest that um, it, it, COVID-19 was the single factor. That's impossible to say. And there's no way to know without living through that reality. But what I do know is that our response to COVID-19 put Maggie and me in an environment where she was in a position to catch me as I fell and to help me when I needed it and to push me to get the help that I needed. COVID-19 gave me my life back, I think. And that seems like a good thing, at least for me and for my family. What did COVID-19 give you? What good things can you pull out of this experience that we've all had, that we've all suffered through at some level, that all of us have learned or taken something from? All of us have. We had to have. I learned a ton and have taken a ton of positive impact from losing my mother at 14. It took me a long time to say that, to admit that to myself, because I thought I was betraying her when I would say that. But the reality is if we can't take anything good from the tragedy that strikes us, if we can't take anything good from the adversity we deal with, if we can't take anything good from the crisis, then what are we doing it for? We may as well give up. But I don't think you want to give up. I sure as hell don't want to give up. I got plenty more I want to do. I want to see my sons grow up. I want to see them have families. If they have kids, I want to be able to pick their, their kids up. I want to chase my grandkids around my backyard. Personally and professionally, I got things to do, and I bet you do too. So what good can you take from this experience? I got my life back from COVID-19. What'd you get? So even though I'm a day late, I hope you had a great Monday. For many people, I know it was a holiday. If you're on alert, if you're down rage, I am grateful for you. 
I spent many hours 80 feet underground. In some of those hours, it can get lonely. Your crew partner's asleep. It's a holiday weekend. Nobody's doing work topside on the surface. It's just you, the TV, a few missiles, and your thoughts. I never went downrange, but I have several friends who did. And regardless of what you did downrange, regardless of your role, the fact that you were there mattered. So if you haven't yet thought about what Independence Day means, yeah, winning the Revolutionary War, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's worth celebrating. A couple centuries worth of independence doing everything we can to be an example to the rest of the world, albeit imperfectly, every single day, that's something worth celebrating. But Independence Day and independence in general is also about everything that you're doing to be better than you were yesterday because you can. No one is telling you what to go do and who to be. The choice is yours, and we remember that this weekend. So if you're on alert, if you're downrange, even if you're at home station relaxing with your family, the fact that you signed on the dotted line and put the uniform on means I owe you my thanks and now I owe you my support um, now that I have taken the uniform off. For everyone else, I hope you had a great Monday, regardless of where you were. Have a great Tuesday and a great rest of the week. Please. Take a minute or two and go outside. Take a few breaths of fresh air. And next time you see a family member or friend, let them know how important they are to you. And let them know what you've learned in the past year. Maybe you two grew closer in the past year. Maybe you've grown farther from someone that you want to reconnect with and you reach out to them today. Whoever it is, make sure they know how important they are to you in your life right now. Break a sweat today. Get your heart rate up. And remember that no matter how hard it is, you have today to make it better. At least you are here with a shot. I almost took all those remaining chances away. And as I think about that now, well, I still think about it. And I think it's important to think about because it's not about me. We have the chance to be everything we can be, to be the very best version of ourselves that we must be, not for ourselves, not so that we can look in the mirror and feel good about it, but because everybody who relies on us, everyone who leans on us deserves nothing less. My wife, my kids, my extended family deserve nothing less from me. My team at work, my community around me, my neighbors deserve nothing less from me. So get moving. Get after it. Have a great week. Lead well. We'll talk to you soon.